This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Just because you're working out doesn't mean you shouldn't look fabulous. The Inspire Collection by Kalia was designed with both style and performance in mind. It looks good, feels good, and stays put no matter how you move. And the collection has everything you need for a day at the gym. A support bra, crop tanks, bike shorts, amazing leggings, and more. It's their most versatile collection yet. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you starting? Okay. No, well, we've started. That's it. That's how we're starting. Okay, fine. Hello and welcome to Memory Lane. I'm Jen Brister. And I'm Kerry Godleyman. Each week we'll be taking a trip down memory lane with our very special guest as they bring in four photos from their lives to talk about. To check out the photos we'll be having a natter with them about, they're on the episode image and you can also see them a little bit more clearly on our Instagram page. So have a little look at Memory Lane Podcast. Come on, we can all be nosy together. I um, was going through my phone and... um, what I've really enjoyed is uh, the recent um, interaction you and you and I have had, Kerry, uh, going through our photos and just singling out the worst pictures of ourselves. Yeah, and zooming in on and them. And zooming in on them. Doom zoom. Oh, is that what it is? I call it a doom zoom. Well, there's a couple. It's a special well, thing. Well, yeah. Well, there were some special photographs there of me and I... Do you know what I could have done without the doom zoom? Because I thought, I look actually all right in most of these. And then you zoned in on a couple of them. Oh, my God. I They're unravelling, aren't they? They are. I was like, when was my face doing that? Why was my face doing that? <laughs> oh, it's my favourite thing, especially in the context of Glastonbury, because the, the excessive, like, babbling about how amazing it is and the, and the just the nonsense about the atmosphere and the time of your life <laughs> it's the time of your life and I can't deal with that so I have to flip it and just have an existential breakdown while looking at my jaws well, there has to be an underbelly there is to the excess and, and also <laughs> with Glastonbury the thing is our photographs make it look like we were having the time of our lives from 9am to 9am soaking up the atmosphere we, did you get enough atmosphere we didn't Jen? stop having fun did we Kerry it was always we looking at each other just having fun <laughs> all the time constant bliss I just find it exhausting it, it is exhausting and and I'd got back do you remember I'd got back from um, a yoga retreat in Spain was, two days before it was not so, great timing for you it was not great time i had i was in a very different headspace so i didn't want to see a robotic dragon pumping out james brown because i wasn't ready for that that. (laughs) to be honest there was a lot of bits i wasn't ready for i wasn't ready to be watching carly ray jepson and watch two teenagers in front of me bump up a little bit of coke off a shellac nail um at (laughs) two o'clock in the afternoon i was like come on kids um no let's and Calm so down. that's my way of coping is the doom zoom. My way of coping is just zooming in. I had more laughter, like genuine joy and laughter, sharing those photographs with you when we got home. 
than you did at Glastonbury. During the whole weekend. <laughs> I, was, I was giggling my head off at those pictures. I, I, I still can't stop thinking about... Um, and uh, sadly, it's not even of you, uh, Kerry, because you know how I like to uh, look at photographs of you and laugh. <laughs> it's actually, sadly, of me. The posture... There's one of me, you've got me head to toe, it's slightly blurry, but my posture. Oh, I know the one, it's brilliant. It's when you're striding from a gig, so you've got oh. that post-gig stride. Is that what I'm doing? You're in, you're in the back of shot, so it's not even of you, it's of all of us in the front of shot, and you just happen to be walking out of the cabaret tent by chance in the background, striding with such purpose. Well, I don't look like I'm striding. I look like I've got some sort of hunchback. Um... <laughs> I look like I'm carrying a weight on my shoulders, which is causing me my posture to be. You are, Jen. Metaphorically, metaphorically are. and uh, actually, what was that? My favourite of you is the overbite. Oh yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> You're just having a great funky time um, with your little overbite. Le- I, I, <laughs> I find them liberating. <laughs> and you will find them on our Memory Lane Instagram account. If you want to have a little look and you're feeling like, oh, I've got a little bit of low self-esteem today. I really need a little bit of a bump up. And I don't mean a shellac bump. I showed them to Chloe and she was like, what are you two doing? Because <laughs> all she could see was me sitting on the sofa, laughing my head off and then going, oh, I've got to find another one. I've got to find another one. Chloe's like, could you help me with the unpacking? I'm like, I'll be with you in a minute. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I've got to finish this. This is this is necessary this is work. We have this. This is why we've got this podcast because this is the pleasure that photographs could bring, whether they're good or bad. And these just, were bad. These were these were bad. I, these were bad. I didn't put any of these up on my Instagram account. FYI, I did. Anyway, um, who's our guest today? I'm really excited about our guest, and it was so fun to talk to our uh, second guest in the podcast series. Um, she is an actor. She's a comedian. We've both known her for many, 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 many years. Uh, she's also an author and you love her and so do we. It's the wonderful Izzy Sooty. I can't, I'm, so, I'm like, I haven't, I was just saying to you before we started recording, I haven't seen you for, like, I think about six, six years. years. Yeah, but you were, do you erase the pandemic years? Because that, they don't count. They're not part of it. Well, they, they, they still exist as years. But yeah, I guess I do yeah. uh, erase those two. But even without that, it's four years, isn't it? It's a long time. And Normally, you remember where yeah. you last saw each other? Well, it, if you remember, so I'd forgotten. So it was a gig upstairs. I think it was the exhibit in Balham, but I don't remember very much. I think it might have been a new material night. I tell you who was on, and you were like, "Oh, do you know so and so?" And I was like, "No, I don't know him." Who? He's an actor. He's really funny comedy actor. He was in. He was in. He's been in loads of things. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Joe Thomas. Loads of people. No, I know, but that's it's the menopause brain. He was an actor, funny bloke. Right, okay. loads of yeah, things. but then it, 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 there's something about that. He's. Is he an actor who was sort of starting to do comedy? Or I know what you mean. Yeah, no, though, I, but yeah. no, I, I mean he. Uh, no, he's always done. He's always done comedy. But he was in um, uh, Nighty Night. He played uh, Julia. Oh, was it Kevin Eldon? Thank you, Kevin Eldon. Oh my god, oh, I can't yes, believe I he forgot was his name. on because he really does brilliant bad. live stuff, Characters, like character stuff. Yeah, yeah. and you yes. and you were like, oh hi, Kevin. And I was standing there like, mm, that's Kevin. And uh, you were like, do you know? And I was like, no, never met him. And that was the only time I've ever seen him. But... From a memory that was gone to you, it's all coming back now, isn't it? Like, you didn't remember it at all. Now, yeah, but... Not only do you remember it, you remember who was there. Yeah, but and, not and their name. awkward social awkwardness. She remembers her emotions. That's right. Emotions. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we should get on. Let's we're talking get on. about our pictures. So, first question, 
Yes. You've bought your albums, which I'm really impressed by. I've even got the names of people next to all the... Now, I love this because a lot of the time when we ask people how easy was it for you to find your pictures, they go, oh, I had to ring my mum and they're in a sort of tub in a loft, yeah. you know, in, a, in the sort of the eaves of the loft or whatever. But you have access and you've got albums. I love this album. I love that it looks very worn it's like it's been yeah. gone through a lot some of them have got there's a picture of my bum not that's my actual bum but in jeans absolutely is his bum aged about 11 absolutely brilliant you see also what i've got in here so this album covers from well i used to have baby photos in there but they've sort of been replaced over the years from maybe 11 mm-hmm. until probably until about until i went to uni maybe like 2021 and i've got like my favorite band were cast of the unstoppable sex machine i've cut out a picture oh of them both from nme God, and i've cut sorry. out the lyrics to my favorite song and i've put them Only in living boy in new cross um it is um no goodbye ruby tuesday come home you silly cow do you remember that one no, yes my brothers they loved played, carter and the unstoppable sex machine i did quite machine. like a bit of carter no, they played only boy in new cross the other day on the radio and again a visceral memory came back to me of jumping about one of them lives near here kerry because is that the new kerry cross and I connection near each other uh, yeah, all their songs are about Tulse Hill, New Cross. They all so they are South East London. Boys. Yeah, he lives in Crystal Palace. Oh really? And I gigged with him. And actually, when you said what? you when you met Kevin Eldon, you yeah. were like, "Who's Kevin Eldon?" I was like that when I met Jim Bob, the one who lives in Crystal Palace. I did. Jim a... Bob lives in Crystal Palace. Yes. Oh my god. And where did you gig with him? At one of those big Robin Ince gigs mm. at um, the Bloomsbury Theatre with lots of sort of oh, like comedy shambles. Yeah, kind of. But he used to do, and he still does them at a different venue now. But sort of big gigs with like scientists and musicians and comedians and stuff and it would go to charity every Christmas and I was on with him and my friend Gavin who was on as well was really winding me up and being like oh when you see Jim Bob you're going to faint you're going to faint and I was like shut up and I, <laughs> I went up to Jim Bob and I, was, I didn't say anything about who I was or like introduce myself so hi I'm Izzy I'm, yeah. I just said do you want a coffee and he went no and I went I'm going to Costa so I'm going to get you one anyway <laughs> and I was like, you were that like, aggressive. Yeah, really aggressive. Um, you know that weird thing where sometimes after gigs, people can be a bit weird where they're sort of like, uh, yeah, I liked your set if you like uh, female comics. Or something. You sort of go, I think you're trying to be nice, but you're yeah. saying it. And really, I was like that. I was that like, just well, sums I'm up getting you on anyway. So that just you're sums the weird nineties. People just yeah. being a little bit cunty, ironically. <laughs> Everything was ironic in the nineties, wasn't it? I'm sorry I touched your tit. It was ironic. <laughs> it's because ultimately you want them to go... Wow, you seem like a really amazing person. Are you a creative person? Can I see some of your work? And for you to sort of become best mates. But that will never, ever happen. Well, it could happen in that context. Well, you want shorthand. Sure you're trying to do bants before you've said hello. You're cutting to third base before you've covered first yeah, base. Yeah, that's true. It's like you're pretending you've got, like, a history. You have with him... He didn't with you. Yeah. That's the problem. It's true. That is the problem. But now we do know each other and I know his partner runs a market store, sells all these beautiful bags and it's really odd. Now I'm like, oh, it's Jim Bob. Hi. You know, we go, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It's lovely. So it's it's take, it took a bit of time to go. I love it that in your photo album, you must have loved them so much that you just cut out a picture of them and stuck it in as a photo. Yes. Yeah, so th- this is from a guy who I had a holiday romance with. Let me just say his foot. Um, it's his, just his foot. And he was, he was at boarding school. He was at Wellington College. Yeah. And, um, they used to smoke in the bathrooms. It's his foot. I haven't looked at this photo for years because that would be a bit weird if I looked at it every day. Um, his foot in a sock and a trainer with loads of fag butts and ash 
in a bath and it a packet like an of B&H. Yeah, I actually think that looks like, almost like a piece of art, doesn't it? Yeah, like, it's got yeah. quite a position. And also the photo, look, but I know we ought to just talk about the photo that we yes, need to talk we about, must. but before we yeah. do, there is just that photo above that photo. I mean, it's that? not even in focus, is, is it? Is that of a ghost? I mean, that is what a is human. That? <laughs> is that I know a it human? Doesn't, yeah, that's just my friend Sharon. It looks like a bit of art, though. I mean, it's true. You could get that blown up and call it Sharon. Call it my friend Sharon and someone would... God, you're right in the right frame. Yeah, I love these. You don't see these Passport anymore. Photos. Passport photos. Passport photos. Well, you, that's not true. You can go like there's oh, yeah. a place in. What am I talking about? You've got there on my you've fridge. Got, literally your entire fridge is covered in your own passport <laughs> photos of your children. Yeah, <laughs> you what was I talking about? But they used now they're a bit bougie, aren't they? They, they are. They are. Maybe they're. But they used yeah. to just be crappy ones down they there. Are, the the orange or the blue. Cur- <gasps> you did the classic half orange, half blue curtain at the back. That is gold. Yes. Yes, that oh. just shows yes, real personality. Yes, because you could pull either the orange or the blue and we did half or and you could, half. And you like spend, what about when you get caught out changing the stall and then <laughs> you're... <laughs> <laughs> Is your first picture in there? Yeah, my first picture's here. Um, so that's me wearing a suede T-shirt. Um, and a beanie hat. How old are you in this picture? Well, I've... We know because I put the date on a lot of these okay. pictures. It says, Izzy in, I am a skater mode, <laughs> you 1993. Do. You're holding a skateboard. Can, can you skate? Could you skate? Now, look closely at the skate. Look closely at the skateboard <laughs> and tell me. Oh, yeah. Tell me if you notice anything about this skateboard. It's got no wheels. Yeah, it's got no wheels. Wow. Oh, but that, wheels I, are key. I wasn't yeah. sure because what side of that skateboard it was, you see. Was that like. So the. the un, yeah, no, that's, that's totally fair enough. Yeah, the are underside is normally is the decorated totally side. Because you do look like yeah. it's a great gesture. Your fingers just slightly as if you're choosing which slope to go down. Yeah, so we used to do a lot of photo stories, me and my sister and my mates. Like so, in those comic strips? Yeah, because right. I used to love My Guy magazine. Yeah. Guys, have you used to get that? I, heard, I mean, I, I, know, I, I am aware of I My Guy, were, but it wasn't um, as a... You can imagine what my... a bloke who was a picture. <laughs> wouldn't have been anyway, my choice of... Or High magazine. <laughs> I remember yeah. High magazine. Yeah. And I remember looking... Looking magazine, la la la, looking, la looking, you're looking good. Remember that? (laughs) What's happening there? That was an advert for Looking magazine. I don't remember that at all. And then you'd get pictures of like double, you get like a poster in the middle and it'd be Billy Ocean and you'd be like, what? Every week? It was always Billy Ocean. (laughs) Yeah. Karen, (laughs) no explanation. (laughs) That's all it was. Same picture every week. I used to go out with a bloke who was one of the uh, models, actors, whatever in those photos in my guy. What was his name and who was he? I'm not going to say because this is a public tell thing. Me but afterwards. I will tell you. I'll tell us after. You can offer him an aggressive coffee because if you ever I, see him around. Well, I will because I recently Googled all the ones who were. There was a girl called Fran and there was a girl called Chantal. They weren't their real names in the photo stories. Yeah. And I was obsessed with their hair. I just wanted them. Fran had quite curly, short hair. And I was always wanting a perm. So I'd have hair like Fran's. And Chantal had this really thick hair. I've got really fine hair. Anyway, yeah. I Googled them recently. I couldn't really find anything Where about are they? Where, what's happened what, to them? We need to find Answers them. Answers on a postcard. Oh, my God. If Fran, if you're out there. Yeah. Where did you get your perm? It's impossible to find any information about them. Was I it always it. the same? So, sorry, like, forgive me, because I never read it, so I'm, I'm trying to catch up with who these people are. Well, they, they did these same stories every week, but they were yeah. different just stories. stories. Yeah. Just different love stories. Um, okay, um, sorry, Carrie, that's not off. actually true. I'm oh, sorry, go on. What were they? Um, there were different love stories, but the ones that I'm talking about, it was actually a running thing. 
feeling a bit like a soap. Oh, really? That yeah. makes sense. So that's why it'd be the same people. Because if it's a different love story, why are they always in it? Oh, well, yeah, there were one. ones that you recognised. So, Kerry, I'd love to know whether your ex was actually in, like, the continuing thing, which Fran and Chantal were in, or in, like, I'm pop talking. Yeah, please. Yeah, I really need do. to know. Um, <laughs> so they were like soap stars. They were stars yeah, in so the story. It was a bit like Neighbours or something in that, like, it was a bit, do you know what it was like? It was like This Life, but I suppose more of, more of a simplified version. You see, it wasn't like this life, was it? (laughs) (laughs) It really wasn't, but I like that. But it was in her head, and that is the main thing. (laughs) Two women with a perm. It's just like this one. (laughs) (laughs) And an incredibly seminal piece of 90s TV writing. No, it wasn't like that. No, it wasn't like that. It was exactly like Line of Duty. (laughs) They just lived together and they, you know... (laughs) And they had great hair. And they shared Alice bands. And really complicated love life. No police, but apart from that, it was like Nile of Duty. (laughs) So in this picture, you're doing one of those poses. So, yeah, we'd obviously meant to make a photo story because underneath is one of my sister um, kind of looking (laughs) sad. And then we used to do lots and lots of these photo story type things. Did you put speech bubbles on them, like, after you... Absolutely, and we used to do them with Sylvanian families (laughs) or speech bubbles. And our rabbit, we used to get the rabbit involved, the rabbit would talk. But there was never really much of a plan. I don't think we, like, drew out what we wanted beforehand. No, (laughs) we used to sort of go with it. You're just having fun. Yeah, Yeah. you don't need a plan. You're just having a good time. Yeah, it's true. So this was... So that's suede photo the first photo probably was from a photo story because you're right it does look like I'm choosing which slope to go on yeah yeah and I never skated I just used to carry it round so I'd carry it on my shoulder just this deck on its own I'd carry it under my arm so I'd carry it as if I was a skateboarder and I'd sit and watch the skateboarders with my skateboard only when on you my were lap. doing these photos or just generally no just like... generally I carried it around Matlock Park what was I, going know. on there is it were you like <laughs> <laughs> question you like what were you up to I don't remember anyone questioning it no I certainly wasn't in character I was I was I was trying to look like the I was trying to go a step further closer to the skateboarders so it wasn't enough for me that we'd sit and watch them right I wanted to be sort of like I'm like you yeah but I guess not have any jeopardy because I wasn't I had a go on a skateboard a few times that is so eccentric I can't believe you must have been like other people must have been like have you seen that girl that <laughs> she hangs up? She's got a deck, but it hasn't got me. And the first time you'd be like, look, she's just not put the wheels on yet. But by like week six, they're like, where? What the fuck is going, going on? on? Do you know what I think I used to say is to say, I can't afford the wheels at the moment. I've just got the deck at this point. I'm going to get wow. <laughs> and everybody just humoured you. I don't think the wheels are that expensive. <laughs> yeah, I've only got the really expensive hoodie, the trainers, all the other gear, but I can't stretch to the wheels. Yeah, it's like, I've, I've just got the lead at the moment. The dogs, I'm going to save up for the dog. In the meantime, I'll just walk around the park trailing the lead after me. And it was because they were, like, you wanted proximity to the cool people, but you didn't want to risk twisting your ankle. Yeah, and also I wanted to stand out amongst the girls, I think. I wanted them to think she's cooler than the others because she's a skater. Mm. Did, did, it, did it work? Um, well, I already knew them all anyway, and I was going out with one of them at one point. Um, but we sort of like a small town, so everyone knew each other. Mm. I think it worked in a sort of subliminal way, maybe. Like, um, and what subliminal I sometimes... Way. <laughs> what, I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> like, anyone taking in the scene yes. would sort of go, oh, yeah, you know, without really thinking about it, like, she looks... Oh, like she's in there, it, but look like, closely and there's no wheels. That's yes. the big clue. But sometimes she'd put the deck down. So it'd be like, you're not even near your skate deck. So yeah. you're just a skate girl standing with other skate boys. I get, yeah. I do get, you basically like Bez. You were the Bez. 
with a tambourine. Where you're like, are you in the band? What are you, what are you bringing to this band? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What is happening? What is happening to you both in this picture? You look insane. And also, Ellis looks like he's wearing a dress. Okay, so... Is Ellis wearing a dress? I'm glad it looks so realistic. Basically, um, this photo was taken... (gasps) Oh, I see what's happened now. Yeah. Um, So... This photo was taken on... I used to go to a lot of secret cinema type events. Mm-hmm. I really like... like I like that type of thing. I like. I don't like necessarily we had to go to one. We had to meet in pyjamas at Ladbroke Grove and walk through the street in pyjamas. <laughs> and that I found really hard. I, I, don't, I don't know about YouTube, but I absolutely hate that thing of like, have you ever done a job where they're like, go into the street and interview people and pretend to be French? And I'm just like, I, I just no can't way. do it. <laughs> no. and, and, um, so I found it a bit like, oh my God, walking to the street in pyjamas. But generally, I really do love those kinds of events. And it was on the way to a Laura Marling oh, wow. kind of amazing thing where we had to take lots of different clothes in a big derelict house which is like my dream go into different bedrooms put, and we could rifle through the cupboard it feels like a oh, dream great. but it was, yeah. it was amazing we had like two hours like an of, immersive theatre kind of experience yeah and there was a kind of 1920s theme I think and um, all these bedrooms where it wasn't dodgy at all it, sound, it wasn't it, it just had wardrobes and wardrobes full of clothes it was almost like being children again and you, the idea was you brought some clothes to donate and then you could take what clothes you wanted and oh, it was magical. it was fantastic and then we all got led through this passageway and there was this secret gig really intimate gig and that this photo was taken beforehand. Ellis has got this set of uni mates who are really cool, all girls. I love them all. And we'd all sort of met at the pub in North London, which felt like a really big deal from go to go to South from South to North London, yeah. even before kids. So this is before kids. And I was really, really, really into face swap. Yeah, face <laughs> which swap. Which is now I've now yeah. understand what's going on there. <laughs> um so Ellis isn't wearing a dress in real life. That's me. I've swapped our faces. <laughs> it looks mad. I know. Um, and I was so into face swap for a really <laughs> intense period. It was like, you know, like when someone discovers religion or and they sort of tell everyone you about like it. You're yeah. face swap with religion. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> it's very intense. It just, it just took over your life. Took over. It genuinely did, like... I, and especially as I used to go out more then because it was before kids. Yeah. Every time I was drunk, which was reasonably frequently, I'd, or even after a, you know after a gig or something, we all go go out. Yeah. I'd be like, who wants to do face swap? <laughs> if anyone doing face swap, and if anyone had a photo taken next to me, I'd be like, do you mind if I do face swap on the photo? They'd be like, what's that? And I've got some amazing face swaps. Me and Hi. Steve Edge, and I look. It's really weird. The combination of me and him looks like it's really sort of dour, sad old lady. Like wow. a sort of, it's really interesting. It's on what it does. faces of characters that you're curious about. You're yeah, like, and it makes you realise actually Steve Edge and I look quite similar facially. So the combination mm. of us was really kind of potent. Yeah, I've We're, done one with my son and Frank and I have got similar faces. Yeah, it So it's kind of like, it's us, but it's new. Yeah, yeah. Us is. But, but this is pre-smartphones and all of that. So what were you no, doing? It's smartphones, isn't it? 
out. Yeah, it was. Um, it was smartphones. In this photo, I was, prob- it, it was you, probably about. How would you have done it without a smartphone? I don't know. You can get an application, with put it on your paper. laptop. Put it on what? I don't know. Why are you asking me? This is real. With old. tracing with paper. paper. You could have traced one phone. <laughs> <laughs> then take that. This doesn't stand up, Jen. <laughs> and cut it out and then stick it on. No. It's no. entirely inte- like you can, can't do it without a smartphone. The second is you said pre kids. I immediately imagine it's like the 1920s. Everything before my children, I imagine it's like before electricity. It feels like a different time. A different era. It does include the pandemic. It just feels like a different era though, doesn't it? So when you went, oh no, this is pre-kids, I went, it must be pre-mobile phone. No, I know. No, they've been around a while now. But I always think I'm younger than I am. Okay, So was this early in your romance with Ellis? For the listeners, we should explain Ellis is your partner and... You've got, as you said, kids now. So is this yeah. when you first started hanging out and courting, as my granddad would say? What? Courting. I thought you said coiting. Courting. Co- co- coiting. coiting. Really? You, had, were you going out with each other? Yeah. I reckon it was about 2011 or 2012, something like that. So and it was I, about 10 years ago. I mean, I can imagine if you were banging to stuff like this and he was up for it. So that's if you were banging. Be, imagine if, if you were banging. But, no, no. but if you <laughs> wanted to face someone swap. and you didn't know what they were oh, like, yeah. and then you'd go, you're up for a face swap. And they were like, 100. So you're like, he's a keeper. Right. Oh, yeah, that'd he's be like be a litmus test. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, definitely. this is for your enthusiasms, let's say. Ellis is like prime. Yeah, let's face what he looks. His expression is a little bit um, hesitant, though, isn't it? His I smiles know. a bit. Um, he almost looks like I'm just doing this for uh, just doing this for her sake. Because yeah, he loves that's you. right. That's he's, love. There's a lot of love in there. But yeah. then I look very kind of serious. Can uh, we bring it back? Yes, I did I mean, an amazing one with Tim it? Key. Yeah. Um, so what I sometimes used to do, I sometimes used to do a double face swap where I can't quite remember how I used to do it. I think I used to swap faces and then maybe swap them back. But the effect was really kind of odd and <laughs> eerie. And I did mm. one with Tim Key like that. And it, one of those was like this sort of odd limpet style creature in an anorak. I think I'd swapped it around mm-hmm. so many times. It's amazing. You're creating characters, people. Like, the, I mean, you're kind of like the, the, you know, the children you and Tim Key would have had initially. And then you create the goblins that you and Tim Key might Yes. It's a fairy tale version. Universe. Yeah, yeah. Often when people will offer us a picture of them with their life partner, it might be, you know, a really romantic one or wedding a wedding photo. one yeah. or one, you know, in a beautiful, like, landscape. And you've given us this. Yeah. A face swap of you and Ellis, which is kind of... <laughs> and I love it. What's this next picture? Is this... Next picture is, uh, yeah, me and the guy... Um, doing a short film so so the other guy's called Jake Cullen and he he and his brother wrote this short film called The Attendant and it was the first job that I did after having Betty and the reason I love this photo so much is it was that weird thing when I don't know if you found this after I had Betty I was like was so overwhelmed by having a baby that I didn't really understand and work like you two and be sort of being creative had always been such a big part of who I was ever since I was can yeah. remember then suddenly I was like I love this child I don't want to be away from them and I can't ever really imagine going back to my old life but also that's part of me so mm. how do I ever kind of get back part of who I am and also be a mum and it was this weird 
there was a weird time where I sort of got it wrong for a while and after the, I, I did this short, I sort of then did too much. And at one point I was on tour and I was filming and I was still not breastfeeding, but maybe expressing or at the very least sort of she needed me to get to sleep. And, and then I got quite ill. I got this migraine-associated vertigo mm. thing where it's just basically my body going, like, fucking slow, slow down. down. Yeah. Um, and now I feel like I've got the balance so much better. Like, I really, really do. But it really took time yeah. and having two kids. But the reason I love this photo is because it, having said that I needed to slow down, and I did it's still really important to me to keep that part of me because it is part of me. And you do look um, so happy. Yeah, and he was, I can't remember it? what he was saying, but he was really, really making me laugh. He was, So he and his brother wrote and directed it. They were both so, so cool. It was a really simple idea and it was just me and another actor at a petrol station. It was a night shoot. It was just one night. Mm. They got pizza for us all and I always remember the guy who owned the petrol station just sort of standing to the side and eating the pizza and like wow. chatting to all the crew. And There was just a really Something lovely... Something magical about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a very sweet story. Um, it was about a lonely guy who worked at a petrol station and created a robot for himself out of all the boxes and um, it was with Rob James Collier from Downton Abbey which I loved. And these two worked on Downton Abbey at the time. And I was obsessed with Downton Abbey because it was the thing I watched when I was breastfeeding. Yeah. I used to watch it. Did that you part guys... of that life as well. That a memory of something. Because things, I remember all the books I read when I was breastfeeding and all the programmes I watched when I was breastfeeding. It's such a quiet... It is. And also bubble. you have this thing, I think, where you're feeding them, where you're like, I'm... I'm keeping them alive. Yeah. yeah. So, so and with the bottle with Steph, Steph wouldn't breastfeed. But still, when I was like, I'm giving him his milk now. So... I'm going to watch back-to-back episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> if he falls asleep on me, um, I'm afraid he's going to have to sleep because if I move him, he won't, might wake up. And Absolutely. I think it's the only time you can sort of go, yeah, actually, I'm just going to watch. And I used to watch episodes and episodes of Downton. Can I ask you a question? Do you think that post-kids you feel like your career stepped up? Not necessarily in terms of like making more money or, but I just mean creatively. Do you feel like you became or felt more creative after your children were born or, or were more productive or less? Immediately afterwards, I felt like I was a bit in a bit of a fog in terms of how I would make it work, like even logistically, yeah. uh, you know, like how would I get to this gig if they need... Uh, me and how yeah. who would look after them and and then as the, the the dust sort of settled yeah I think ultimately it I think ultimately it may be more bold creatively but I have to say I think since I've had them especially as you have less time yeah time I is think really I'm far precious. more productive and more focused but you don't waste time. the only reason why I ask that is because I feel like once my children were born and I think partly due to like sleep deprivation I feel like my stand-up changed. Oh, my stand-up definitely changed. Just changed. If I was going to drive to somewhere and do a set, I wasn't going to worry about being needy. I wasn't as needy. I was much more like, just shut the fuck up, all right? Because I made it here to Ashby de la Juge. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? And I've got to go home immediately after. In fact, the car's running. So just shut the fuck up. Yeah. It was much more commanding. Also, it gave me a sense of like, a very kind of... um, a very deep sense of having to earn for my family. Um, so like, I remember being scared of doing certain panel shows and stuff. And then if I got offered them after I'd have Betty, I was like, yeah. what's the money? I'll do it. Like it made me far more ruthless. And I was like, yeah, 
I'll do it. And I was far more confident in them. Because mm. I was I like... Same. I just, I was like scared absolutely shitless of doing panel shows before the kids. And then, honestly, I feel exactly the same. As soon as my kids were born, I was like, oh, what? I don't care what it is. What's the, what's the money I'll do it? And I found it, maybe not at the time, because I was so tired, but I found it... I found it liberate. I find it liberating now. Yeah, me too. That yeah. I've, that, I've, that, you know, but that is a lot, like again, it, it's a, it's a lovely photograph for capturing rather than a picture of the kids, which is, you know, a way of get talking about motherhood or becoming a parent or whatever, but of you doing something creative and productive after having just had the kids and what that evokes for you. Yeah. And because also we are very creative and playful in our house like you know Ellis does is a very creative person we make up songs and stuff and we sort of you know I'm not saying that we're you know we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination but I think one thing we always do is try and have fun Mm. so but if if I'd like if I'd lost that side of myself I just don't think I would have been as happy yeah and I feel like I bring it in why should you have to lose that side of yourself yeah, I know. It's true. But you... I did struggle for a while. I was like, what am I? What am I? And then, and then I tried to take her with me to gigs and I found it so stressful. I was like, no, I can't. That is not for me. No. I can't. I yeah. can't do that. Um, yeah, I don't think I could see kids with, at a gig. But I, I, I think that's a really interesting as well because I think there is a sense of maybe losing your identity albeit briefly or or did you yeah and did you find that for a while like you'd go to meetings especially with like guys and they'd be like how's motherhood and you'd be like um fine (laughs) but we're here to talk about a script or you know what I mean yeah yeah sometimes or you know even the other day like who's looking after the kids and I'm like their dad oh yeah I used to get that all the time they'd be like where's the who's the kid you are you fucking joking? Yeah, I know. Dad? And also, if they, if if the, if when the table, you know, when the tables are turned and they're going out, like when Ellison's, no one's going. Ellis, come on, who's got the kids? It's so true. Yeah, it's so fucking annoying. Should you be having that second drink, Ellis? <laughs> Betty does come to gigs now. Um, yeah, so we did a gig with Josie Long, and she had um, her child there, her daughter, and Betty and her really get on. So I was like, Betty, do you want to come with me? And it was up in Hackney. And she came and it was amazing. Like she kept a swear tally of every act. <gasps> no. And so Kiri was emceeing. I was on. Who Josie won? was on. Um, I think it was joint between Kiri and someone else. I, I only swore twice because of Betty being there. Yeah. And um, how did you feel performing knowing she was watching? It was fine because she was with Josie and Josie's friend and they were up at the top. Because I, I, we found it really funny about the spur. And she got sort of quite giddy and started trying to pitch a show in the green room. Say, we should do a show. Because she was up so late and she'd had loads of sweets in the dressing room. She was like, I want to pitch a show where we count how many comics swear. And it could be, it could be on primetime TV. She doesn't even know what that means. And, and but you were with mates as well on that. So I think I... I, for a long time, I wouldn't take kids to gigs because I found it so stressful. I do now. I do let them come and because they enjoy it. Like you're saying, it's kind of special for them. And I think pan- the COVID times did change that in me because prior to that, I never let them come to gigs. I very rarely let immediate family come to oh, gigs. Oh, yeah. I'd much rather and, Betty came than my mum. Oh, I mean, family in is a nightmare. And oh. also just when it's your kids and you want people to be kind and like your kids and you want your kids to 
be charming and fun and sweet and just it's just too stressful yeah to yeah. be at work because it is as we were just saying it's work and you're being in mum mode and you want to look like a nice cool mum a kind of easygoing I know mom. it's lots of and things and then underneath you're like do you want to just shit the fuck down not make <laughs> me look like a wanker you know and there's just too much going on no I know I, I always like, picture like her being like telling jokes in the green room and everyone being really happy and then it's me taking her for a milkshake afterwards and of course the reality is it's sort of fine there yeah. are bits that are difficult bits that are great but only a few bits it's a bit like Christmas you know and then I got home you know <laughs> a like few Christmas. nice memories <laughs> fleeting ones um, it will be good in photos it'll come over well it'll be all right it'll be in the montage form <laughs> Be all right in the edit. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. I could not take my kids. Have I they just, never seen you before? No, and I and I I don't want them to. I swear too much. And you talk about them, and I talk about them in it as well. Do you talk about Betty? Well, I do talk about her now. And in this last show that I just did, she. God, we had this. So Chris Neal supported me. Oh, I love Chris. Me too. He's. I love just, Chris Neal. I just. I, I, he's I a darling. Part of the reason I wrote a new show was so that he and I could go away <laughs> together. I'm not lying. That's <laughs> great incentive. We used to he's often so, plan what, so what meal we were going to go for after. Just be like, oh, yeah. well, that Indian's open till till eleven, right? Okay, Chris, you do eighteen minutes, and I'll do. <laughs> and um, so Chris was with me, and it was a bit of a. So my mum and her partner and Betty were there. Um, and so Betty watched Chris's gig. So there was a bit about fisting that <gasps> thankfully went over her head. Um, and then um, <laughs> she she was like taken to um, the interval bit, the bar with, yeah. with mum and Jeff. And then Chris had to go and get her and take her backstage because she couldn't watch my show because there's bits about her and it and bit about, bits about other stuff that she can't see. Yeah. So he had to keep her backstage and we had to make sure the relay, is that what it's called? Yeah, the, was turned the, out. the relay mic, she yeah. really needed a wee and she was like, please, can I go to the toilet, Chris, please? And he like knows her really well and he was like trying to make her laugh or sort of pretending to be a sausage and things dancing around so, <laughs> oh to distract God, her because so he was so stressed because he was like, if what she goes she for a wee, because the toilet wasn't in the dressing room, and he knew that you could hear the show from the corridor because yeah. you had to sort of walk past the wings oh, to get to the no. toilet. And he was like, I can't risk it because there's sort of a chunk that she can't hear. But also when kids need a wee, they got to go. Yeah, I know. What, and and what then he felt, well, I came out and... Sorry, Did she do it in the bucket or something? No, I mean, I, mean it, I think it nearly got to that point and she went and then he was like, I feel really guilty. I didn't let her go for a wee. And I, and I think it was quite stressful for him. And I was like, why yeah, do I think this I would mean, be a good idea? Like, Why? I mean, never. So the moral of this is never bring never your kids to take a gig. your kids to a gig. Who is this? So this yeah, is who me are you and my with? Um, two best friends from school. No face swaps this time. There are real faces. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's good. That's a good footnote, isn't it, for your <laughs> offerings? This is photo face I show swap. anyone I should have. Yeah. NB. These are our real. These faces. are our real <laughs> faces. <laughs> Um, so this is Hannah and Caroline. Caroline's got the long hair. Um, and we've been best friends since school. And we try and go away once a year. And we were in Bath recently. I so was going to ask if that was Bath. Yeah, it yeah. was Bath. Do you know what? This is like the only normal photo in a way I've got of the four, isn't it? Because I suppose, yeah. yeah, if I'd had like a wedding photo and a photo of me as a baby. and um, But yeah. It's, this is uh, the most conventional of all the photos. It's very conventional. And because I hate, I absolutely hate... I think it's very boring just to take photos of like smiling in front of. So I'm doing a slightly odd smile. But you look so I just, relaxed. Oh yeah, we honestly we had such a laugh, and it's that thing, isn't it, where 
when you get a weekend with people especially um, mates yeah you really bed in in that way that you can't if it's just a meal out or I feel like Mm. I love waking up in an Airbnb in a quirky Airbnb um with um (laughs) people I love and just and having a coffee and you know just having breakfast and just chatting and it reminds me of I used to live with Caroline um for years and you know, I was single a lot of that time. We used to have a lot of parties and it really reminds me of those days where we used to get up and make a pot of tea and lie on the sofa and like maybe we'd, you know, had a party the night before and sort of go over what happened. And yeah. it's just, yeah, I think it's... It, Proper good mates. And, and if you have lived together, there is a definite ease. My old flatmates, there's definitely a sort of shorthand. I think there is, even if there's a girl I used to live with that I was at drama school with and I don't see her very much. She lives in Manchester and we lived with each other for years. And um, we used to bicker sometimes. And um, it, when I see her, it is just like she's a member of my family. Mm. Like there's absolutely no frills. There's no airs and graces. Yeah. Living, just, living yeah. with people is a very special, unique relationship, isn't it? Having sort of shared digs or Yeah, it doesn't always mates. work out, does no, it? No, not but, always. But if it is a good mate... And it's a golden time and you know it's not going to last forever because that's not, you know, it's a, a di- life plan, is it? To live with your mate No, forever. although you I had like, it's temporary. Yeah. I had a and you second make most of it. period that I didn't expect to have of living. Like, so I had the time um, I lived with Caroline then I met someone and we lived together and we got engaged and then we broke up and I'd had my whole life mapped out because the wedding was booked and everything. Oh, wow. And then... Um, did, I don't think I... Did I know? Maybe not. This? Like, probably sort of 2000 and... Seven-ish, two thousand and eight. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh my and God. then I sort of, you know, we broke up. We called off the wedding. It was six months away. It wasn't like sort of ready to go right day before we went down the aisle. I, but I still, I knew then. Yeah, you probably yeah. did. Um, but then you I know remember what? You being I, with him one Edinburgh. Yeah, we were together for two Edinburghs, and it just didn't work out. Mm. But I had this life ahead of me that kind of planned out that we'd kind of planned together and it was very much you know yeah. this is what this is what's going to happen we'll get married we'll probably have kids and then suddenly I was like oh I don't have anywhere to live I'm single I'm I don't know whatever I was 31 32 and I was like what am I going to do so I moved back in with not back in well back into that kind of scenario I lived with a guy from college who was who I hadn't known that well then who Oh my god, it's like the biggest laugh in the world. I lived with various actors, including Cobner, who you know, Carrie. Mm-hmm. Like it was, and then we have this Russian violinist living there, and we had like it was, it was honestly, it was like being in a sitcom where it. I was like, oh, I've, I've kind of living this second adolescence. Yeah, it was, it was sort of incredible to be back in. I felt really unsafe, like I was in a warm nest, and also I was like, I'm not having any relationships. Right, I'm just, not. I'm just gonna have fun. Yeah, I'm just gonna have loads of fun. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna went out in Camberwell a lot. I had lo- loads of sort of mates who live close by, and then I met Ellis about a year later. So, so I feel like I got timing. that extra bit. It's almost like having a pudding that you didn't know <laughs> <laughs> was coming. It's finding a chocolate bar in a coat pocket. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know that was there. Yeah, it was like that. But I feel and it's like when you've got friendship, that friendship that you're not with your partners or your kids. Because I've got a lot of people I go away with that are family, friends, and we all get on and blah, blah, blah. But to be just with your mates and you're not with your partner and your kids, you know, 
it's exclusively about French. You must sit then, like save a fortune on therapy because the money spent on a bougie Airbnb <laughs> once a year, yeah. where you go, you do right, it all. We're going to really dig in. I'm going to, I'm going to say all my feelings. We're fixing it all yeah. in this 24 hours. Yeah. 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 Yes, and we'll have fun. <laughs> we went for a sound bath as well, which was a bit like therapy. Right. What is a sound bath? So, Song, isn't I, it? So yeah, someone so, recommended it to me, and I, I was like, it's not your thing. What do you probably, mean? It's not your thing. What do you mean? I can just imagine you in that? a sound bath. Because look, look at your guestess now. You're holding your head. Yeah, in, like in anticipation. Of, of no, the not in anticipation. Of, in, in anticipation stress and judgment. Wow. Listen. You'd hate it. Uh, can you drown in one? <laughs> um, <laughs> You'd hate no, it. No, you can't drown in it. So I thought it was a flotation tank. That's what it's not. It's not. It's just like and someone bangs a gong around you and stuff. Fuck See, that's now. the measure of how relaxed you are with those particular mates is that you would... <laughs> well, I think they were slightly sound. apprehensive about it. So I said, I'll book as a massage. And then I said, to I booked us for a gong bath as well. It was only 15 quid before the massage. And they were like, uh, okay, what's a, what's a sound bath? What's a gong bath? And they went with it. And then, especially and Caroline. It. So Caroline, the one with the long hair, she's like really into horses and she's a very practical person. This is my theory about people who are into horses. I think they're often very very practical people yeah and she really liked it and that's the test because she you know i don't do think it. she's ever done anything like that try it i'm gonna try it you that's should try it there's, there's there's two gong sound things i uh, bet there are you live in brighton Jen, oh my god Jen, there'll there's be loads. three on your road yes yeah. <laughs> i'm amazed you haven't just walked <laughs> into one you probably you know do it without knowing it up and down the street with a little yeah, bell you've done it you've done i thought he was a rag and bone man so i just gave him some just walked through a gong bath from an old fridge and off he went yeah. how long how long just uh, just so I would like prepare myself how long asking for a friend <laughs> asking for a friend <laughs> yeah I'll, not give, me, I'll give you a mate. gong bar oh, I've, I've got fucked. some drums and I've got one of those meditation bowls yeah I'll but I'm it. worried about where the stick would land it's not going to be landing on the drum <laughs> thank you for your photographs you're very they're absolutely brilliant and they are very can I say this you they're very you, and that's why they're, that's why they're even more special. If there was a track that you attached to one of those pictures, or a piece of music that would be attached to one of those, or your or, whole life. or your whole life, just like something that conjures up a. If we were going to montage your life, what would the soundtrack be? You know how your phone sends you a montage. Oh yeah, and then they sort of and they pick weird out music. Oh, yeah. I, it feels yeah. really Sometimes manipulative. It's really, really upbeat yeah like, or the opposite yeah. it's like really folky and or it's really sad yeah exactly. why is it it's like, sad it looks it's like, like you died yeah like yeah. It's, it's like i'm watching my flipping eulogy or something. so what music would you put to your montage of those pictures i think it's sort of one of those tracks from the phone that's from a library <laughs> <laughs> here is izzy she, yeah, she she was really into skating but had no wheels <laughs> No, if I had the first one that springs to mind is uh, uh, the um, overture from Joseph and the Amazing Technical Dream Coat because we that's what I always sing with Hannah, the one with the short hair. Oh, really? So, oh, that's well. lovely. Yeah. So the one that goes, way, way back many centuries ago, not long after the Bible began. That one. Oh, you should sing that in a sound bath. I'd lie down and just listen to you singing that really quietly. Mind. Yeah, whispering it. Long, long time. <laughs> Thank you so much. Izzy. Oh, Izzy, thank you. That thank was you. perfect. Thank you. I love Izzy. I love her stories. I love her photos. I knew she'd deliver. She came, she's the only person we've had so far that came with an album. A physical album. 
Yes. When she got that photo album out, I had a little bit of when, oh, I suddenly went, because everyone is... Remember that? Yeah, well, I mean, we've all got photo albums, but I would never, yeah. it would never occur to me to, to bring it. I just like take photos of the photos and then bring the photos of the photos with me on my phone. But I really enjoyed the fact. And also that some of the photos, in fact, I don't think Izzy will mind me saying that, but a lot of the photos in the album were really crap. There were fingers in front of the lens. They were slightly out of focus. Sometimes you just got a person's hand over someone's face. It was like all the photos that you expected to, that you as a teenager or as a kid took in the 90s, because you couldn't take a photo, you didn't know what you were doing. Uh, and also, once it got like, once you took it to Snappy Snaps, you got what you got, didn't you? That was it. You weren't going to be like, oh, I'll delete that. It was so lovely. Um, and that is the end of this episode, Kerry. But I, it is. Do you ha- is there anything you want to say, Jen? Is there anything you want to sell? Yes, actually, Kerry. It's funny you should mention that. Thank you for. Wow, that was smooth. Um, yes, I would. I'm really good at links. You're absolutely nailing the links. This is why I shouldn't have gone into advertising because I'd just come on the telly and go, buy this. Yeah. And there would be no subtext. There's absolutely no... I mean, I'm delighted you didn't go into advertising because it's you, your, your sales pitch is very aggressive. Buy it now! <laughs> Look, you want it. You know you want it. Get it. <laughs> that would be... All right, carry on bloody buy it, mate. Back <laughs> off. On, sell, sell what you want to sell. Right. This, is our, this is our market This is our store. moment. This is our perfect moment. <laughs> um... I am on tour still, Kerry. I don't know if you know this about me. Yes, it's the never-ending tour. Um, (laughs) I finished for the summer, but it's starting back up in September. And you, by the end of it, you will be walking on stage like Elton John at Glastonbury. You will be hobbling on with a zimmer. (laughs) You'll have to wheel me on, like 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 one of those little wheelbarrows. Kerry will just wheel me on, then like dump me onto the stage. I'll scramble up. Come on, tell your jokes. I'll come and get you in an hour. All right, kids. Uh, Is this on? Here we go. Um, did you hear the one about? Anyway, that is what I'm doing. I'm on tour. You can get a ticket. If you if you want to know where I'm on tour, you can go to my website, jenbrister.co.uk. All of my dates are on there. I'd very much like you to come to see me. We- I think I said, listen, this is, look, I'm going to be <laughs> earnest and sincere now. I've seen this show and I laughed all the way through. Oh, thank you, I Kerry. had a lovely time. <laughs> That's what, what sales pitch. In fact, Kerry, yeah. you should be in advertising. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that didn't sound like I was selling, did it? It just sounded like a mate just really recommending a great thing. Yeah, great. Just go and see Jen's show. She's doing loads of them and she'll be coming to you. Yeah. Just go and see just her. Come. All right. That did sound a bit threatening. That's... I didn't mean it to sound quite as threatening. I actually I actually respond really well to aggressive confrontational women, but I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 